Who dat, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Dat Dish podcast. It is Monday, May 14th, 2018. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Got a very special guest I'll introduce in just a minute. Unfortunately, today, Tyler will not be joining the show. I wanted to get this guest on. It's been a minute since we've had him on, and I really wanted him on, and this was really the only day that worked. Uh, so we're just going with the with the punches, and uh, Tyler will will be on the episode that uh, is later on this week, so be sure to check that out. Either way, really excited to be recording today. First episode where I can officially tell you guys we are on Spreaker. We moved from Blog Talk Radio over to Spreaker. All the fan-sided podcasts have, including us. So um, very exciting. A lot more uh, dashboard tools that we can use here, so look out for some more audio audio features in the future uh, that you guys can um, look at to us improving the show. Uh, so we're really excited about the move. Thank you so much to Spreaker for um, letting us move over to your guys' servers because it is uh, fantastic so far what I've been uh, messing around with. So our, our newest ep- episode with Mark George is on Spreaker now as well that we recorded last week. It is also now on iTunes, so be sure to check that out. You can keep up to date with everything if you follow us on Twitter at the WDD Podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. That's where we keep all of our polls, all of the links to the podcast episode. Everything that you need to stay up to date with the Who Dat Dish podcast, check it out on our Twitter account. Like I said, Tyler will be back later in the week, but he gives a shout-out to all you guys, uh, so hello. Uh, also, for articles of the week, whodatdish.com, head out there. Roy Anderson, our editor, is putting out some fantastic articles surrounding, really, just the state of the Saints overall in this offseason. Uh, he has outlooks on certain positions, and he's been putting them out every single day a new position, sometimes two in, in one day. Um, it's called State of the Saints 2018 post-draft. Today he posted about linebackers. Demario Davis is a guy on that list um, who came over from the New York Jets, which is what we'll be diving into in just a second. Uh, be sure to check that out, whodatdish.com. I will also be having an article, two articles out this week, actually. One of them having to do with the Sean Payton podcast appearance on Pardon My Take, which is uh, one of the top sports podcasts in the world, if not number one on iTunes. Um, he appeared on there, so I'll have an article diving into that, and I'll also be having an article just summarizing all of the episodes we've had within the past few weeks surrounding the 2018 NFL Draft. Um, but again, thank you guys so much for joining. Without further ado, I'm going to introduce our our guest for today's show. Uh, good friend of mine, good friend of the show, I appeared on his podcast over a year ago when I was first starting out writing, so this guy, uh, very near and dear to my heart because he helped me get my foot into the door in the sports world, um... He, you can find him on Twitter at NotTheFakeJLeo. Um, he writes just about every day, as does our, our Roy Anderson. Um, and he actually announced his move from uh, over to Medium on our channel uh, a, th- a few weeks ago. Or I, I, guess it, I guess it would be a couple months ago. Uh, Medium.com at the basement view is where you can find him. You can also find him on SoundCloud and on iTunes. The Grind Hours Podcast, which is the podcast I appeared on. Fantastic work this guy does. Hanley from Brooklyn, New York. Everybody give a warm welcome to Joseph Leo. Joe, how are you doing, man? Good. I'm doing fine. Um, I'm really excited for football season. Me too. Not just for the Jets, but, you know, it's around that time of year where, uh, I mean, you know as well as anybody, basketball season's coming to an end. It's, it's exciting. Uh, yeah. Baseball season, you know, it's a long haul, so you can get excited, but there's not really much to get excited about in the in the middle months. So around this time of year, football just 
it creaks through the door with the draft and then goes away for a while. And I don't want it to go away anymore. I, I, I want it to be September. I want it to be football season. And I'm, I'll say it now. Uh, I, I might not say it in the middle of October, but that's where I'm at right now. Oh, no, I like that. And then this is the time of the year where overanalysis runs rampant in the NFL world because you just get so bored. Like, like b- baseball is fantastic yeah. to watch. Regular season is great. But once the conference finals, uh, or I guess the entire finals in the NBA end, we're just stuck with baseball. And obviously, as sports fans, who, who love, me and you both, we love NBA, NFL. You love MLB a little bit more than I do, but I'm still a, a pretty big baseball fan. Um, uh, we, we love all three of those sports, and when only one of them is going on at, the, at, at one time, you get into thinking about what's going to come in the next season, the new season uh, for NFL, NBA. Right now it is NFL. I'm totally on the same page as you, man. I'm really excited for this season to start. I wish it would just start today. Uh, We're going to dive into it, obviously, you guys. Joe is a uh, Jets fan hailing from New York. You can read everything that he writes on Medium.com. Be sure to search The Basement View. Writes about NFL, NBA, MLB just about every day. Um, really, really, really dig your work, man. So, uh, let, let's just jump into it. Obviously, the New York Jets had the third overall pick. You guys traded up from the sixth spot to the third uh, earlier, uh, a few months ago, with the with the Colts, and somehow the number one quarterback prospect that at least I had thought had been the number one overall quarterback prospect for for months coming into the draft fell to you guys at the number three spot. Baker Mayfield goes one, Saquon Barker goes two. You guys get Sam Darnold at three. I know you really like the pick. Uh, but how much do you like the selection? What does it mean for the team, and, and why do you like it so much? Well, the re- I'll just start off with this. Um, I was a big Josh Rosen fan, and that's partially due to my friend Nick, who showed me his tape about two years ago in his sophomore season or freshman season. The first game I watched of, uh, of Rosen was actually the game he got hurt against Stanford, and you have uh, Solomon Thomas running mm. uh, down the field to, to score a meaningless touchdown, which is significant to some, uh, as Darnold's season is over. So, I, I mean, I I watched that game, and I, was, I said, great, I, I can't watch this guy anymore. I have to wait another year to see what he can do. And then this year, I mean, everyone thought. I mean, I came on this podcast last July and said, mm. if we win a game, we're lucky. Except everyone thought. It was going to be Darnold or Rosen. That's the entire focus of the entire season. Let's look at these two quarterbacks and let's collectively pick which one is better for our system and, and move forward. And then, um, obviously, with the Kirk Cousins situation, a lot of the Jet fans, including myself, wanted to get Cousins. Obviously, that didn't turn out, so we, we flipped our focus back on to the previous plan and... I wasn't upset that we didn't get Rosen. I was just worried we, we were, we were going to get Josh Allen in because that's a guy that was linked to uh, the organization a lot throughout the season. Mike McCagden several times throughout the season said uh, just fantastic things about Josh Allen, and that got me worried because I'm not too high on him. Uh, the me two neither. guys that I like were Darnold and Rosen, so... I wasn't upset that we got Darnold. I'm actually really happy now that we that I've looked at it and had time to mow it over that we we have Darnold. I think this pit. The reason why I like it so much and a lot, why a lot of Jet fans like it so much is it's an opportunity to have hope again. We haven't had hope since 
the 2009 season when Mark Sanchez was the the quarterback for this team and got us to to two AFC Championship games and we thought the time was now obviously uh, with the butt fumble and countless interceptions that wasn't the case we move on to Geno Smith who I thought was actually going to be something throughout his first two years I, I kept telling myself he's a step away this team's a step away they're 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 right there. They're competing, but they they don't have the experience yet. And then um, Brandon Marshall and Decker and mm-hmm. uh, countless other guys come over, and we threaten to go to the playoffs. Fool's gold with um, with with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I cover that on one of my podcasts. Uh, not one of my best moments. Uh, definitely one for the highlight reel. When I went on a uh, 20 plus minute rant on how I was upset with McCagnan, but this pick wipes the slate clean. I think Darnold is the quarterback for the future. I think he can lead by example. I, I don't think he is a vocal leader per se. Uh, obviously, I don't know that for sure, but just off of the couple of press conferences that he's had and two or three OTA practices, I don't know how much you can gain from that, but. Mm. I think he's the quarterback for the future, and I agree with Chris Johnson's statements about Darnold, but I don't know w- whether that was the right thing to say at the time right, uh, right now, because the pressure's too much. Right. A- absolutely. And I'm with you on that, Josh Allen. I, I-, I really like Darnold coming into this draft. You came onto our show and you said, suck for Sam. Uh, Darnold was the number one prospect at that time. Who knew that you guys... First of all, I doubted the Jets all, all of last season. I think a lot of people did. I, I was extremely harsh on them. Uh, a lot of Jet fans didn't think we were going to do true. good. And, and then when we got to five wins, uh, my grandma, my grandmother and I were, were looking at the schedule and we said, hey, maybe we can bump into the playoffs. And then, yeah. every, like they do every year, they rip our hearts out with, right, with some right. terrible losses. That, that, that I feel like this year is going to be a lot brighter. I, I, again, don't get your hopes up too far. But now that no, you guys have the pieces, and never do. exactly, exactly, which, which is unfortunate. But I do think it's it just so funny that last year we were saying you guys are probably going to have to get the number one overall pick to get Sam Darnold. Whoever gets the number one pick is going Darnold, 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 Darnold. You guys don't even have the top two pick, and you still get Darnold. So I thought that that was fantastic for you guys. I do think he's going to be a great fit. I'm with you on the Josh Allen. I don't like him that much. I had a feeling the Jets were going to consider Josh Allen there. I'm still surprised Baker Mayfield went one. I'm still surprised Denzel Ward went four. Um, obviously, you, you you do enjoy Darnold being there. Would you have minded the Jets? And you guys do need a quarterback. No doubt about that. Would you have minded if the Jets went, let's say, like a Bradley Chubb? I, th- I think Chubb was the only better prospect there that you could arguably say, Ah, okay, that's that's a fine pick at three over a quarterback. I, I, th- I think for the Jets overall, wouldn't have been the smartest move to go um, w- without a quarterback at that three spot. Um, would you have minded if they went somewhere else, or, or, or do, you, do you think verbatim this is this is the move they should have done? No, completely. If they went somewhere else, I would have I would have exploded. Mm. There would have been a podcast the the night of just going nuts on Mike McCagden and calling for his job. I was yeah. extremely down on McCagden throughout uh, this rebuild process. I didn't think I didn't think he was doing it correctly, and this Darnold pick was the overall glaring move. You don't trade the sixth overall pick and two second-round picks for a 
defensive end, especially right. if you think you, especially if you had one in your building in, in Muhammad Wilkerson, and things didn't work out. So the the culture needed to be changed. It started to change with um with the let going of Muhammad Wilkerson, and it continues with this pick of Darnold. I do think. Robbie Anderson should be let go. I have no idea why he hasn't been let go yet. Um, with the recent things that have that he's done throughout the offseason, I don't understand any Jet fan backing his side up. Um, right. The stuff that he's done is inexcusable and has no place in this league. And I think while, while he is a great player, you, you can't have a guy on your team like that. So I think with this pick, if they went Bradley Chubb, I mean, you you go into the the season with the same three guys that you had last year, and that didn't work out so well. So I don't. So I do commend Mike McCadden for making the right decision here. I think a lot of Jet fans would have jumped ship if yeah. Bradley Chubb was chosen at three. Yeah, I, I I really like the selection. I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm on board with that. You guys also. Uh released Bryce Petty as well, so I believe you now have four quarterbacks on the roster with uh, Josh McCown, you got Sam Darnold, obviously, Teddy Bridgewater, and Christian Hackenberg. Um, so I think behind McCown, uh, Darnold is going to get to learn. Will Bridgewater play any games this year? Do you see, do you, uh, I'm assuming McCown's going to be the starter. Do you see, I mean, and, and again, Bridgewater still didn't play a whole lot last year, so we don't know how he is post-injury still. Uh, he signed a one-year deal. Is he going to get a lot of playing time for you guys? What, what, what are you thinking about his position? I think it depends on how he does at camp. I think he's the better overall talent. I think he's the best quarterback we have on roster. I think um, bringing him in, there was a clear thought process. If is the, the, the thought process was if we don't get our guy, if Darnold isn't there, and, and we have to go Chubb or we have to go Barkley or whoever, then we have the bridge to wait until next year. And getting Darnold was great. I, I think they'll stash Darnold for a year. I think he's the emergency option as the third guy on our depth chart. I don't think Christian Hackenberg has long, um, has, any, has, has many days left, uh, on a Jets roster, I think his days are numbered, especially with him changing the his throwing motion without telling the organization. Mm. But no, I think I think Teddy Bridgewater has the job out of camp if he if he plays well. If he doesn't, then it'll go to McCown. But there's no reason if Bridgewater is fully healthy that he can't get the job. He's right. We've seen what he can do, and we've also seen what McCown can do. And Bridgewater is just an overall better quarterback than. The McCann, there's no way or other around that. And and even though Bridgewater hasn't had a whole lot of um, I guess I guess playing experience in the NFL, he has sat behind and mentored from some pretty good veteran quarterbacks in the league. Obviously, uh, Sam Bradford and Case Keenum. Um, so the fact that he's now going to be in the same quarterback room meetings with Sam Darnold with McCown as well. I think that influence on Darnold is, is going to have a really good impact on you guys. And I, I do think Todd Bowles is the right head coach for, for the situation. I think he's adapting fairly quickly. Um, I think that he definitely 
was a big reason the Jets outperformed last season. I, I think that you would agree with me uh, in that statement. Um, overall in this draft, though, I, I think that you guys had had a quality draft. Uh, would have liked to see one or two offensive linemen for you guys, but I, I do think that your line so is going <laughs> to be at least okay, uh, rolling with a majority of the same group this season. Um, but, of course, round one, you guys go uh, quarterback Sam Darnold. Round three... Uh, was Nathan Shepard, a guy I really liked out of Fort Hayes State. I mocked him, I think it was my, yeah, it was mock draft 1.0 for me, so it was roughly a month and a half ago. I mocked him going to us in the fourth round, and since then he he, he really just climbed boards, and, and he made it into the top 80. So shout out to him, Division Two guy. I, I really like uh, that prospect for you guys. You also get Chris Herndon, uh, tight end out of Miami, uh, I, I like this guy's tape. He's very, very athletic, and he's going to be a nice pass-catching tight end for you guys, which, which again, you need. Um, and then you also uh, – Perry Nick, Perry Nickerson is a guy I like as well. I think that he could end up being a steal. You guys do have a lot of cornerbacks on your uh, roster, which I'll get to in, in, in just a second. But I think Perry Nickerson is, is going to be a good guy out of Tulane, uh, so uh, obviously local to the New Orleans area. A lot of um, Saints fans wouldn't mind to see him go there uh, because we did have a pick near there in the sixth round. But going to you guys is pretty impressive. And then you also get another defensive tackle, Foley Fatukasi uh, out of UConn. And then you also get uh, Trent Cannon, who is going to be a really good special teams guy. I said that which, whichever team he's going to go to is going to be a special teams standout. Uh, and you guys end up getting him. So what did you think about the draft overall? Which prospects do you like? What don't you like? Any guys you wish the Jets went after? Overall, I, you don't have to give them a grade because I, I, I know grading drafts uh, when none of the guys have played it down in the NFL is very, very premature. But if you want a grade, you go ahead. But what do you think overall, Joe? Uh, it's a depth draft, uh, I think. And a lot, of, a lot of teams do this. They get young depth. They fill out the roster through the draft. And I think you had to do this. You, you didn't have a second-round pick. So Orleans, especially yeah. when you went into the season having two of them. Uh, you have to adapt on the fly. And getting 2D linemen is something that I think is necessary with uh, Wilkerson leaving. You have to replace his production when he was actually on the field he was a really not this past year but in years past the production you got out of him was arguably top five in the league so you have to replace that getting uh Faktukasi and uh Shepard is uh important you have to replace Dawson Severian Jenkins ASJ uh I don't know why we didn't bring him back but we we didn't bring him back so getting a a pass catching tight end we need um years past we we're dead last in receptions by a tight end, so hopefully that changes with the third offensive system under uh, Todd Bowles. And the guy that I, I really want to see on the football field is Trenton Cannon. I, I looked at his tape, I, I looked at his numbers, and we haven't had a return man since Devin Smith um, in the mid-2000s. So... Getting a, a return man like this is important. Uh, special teams is dying, but it's still an important facet of the game. And I'm really interested to see what Perry Nickerson can do on uh, on special teams as well, because I don't think he'll crack unless he has a tremendous preseason. I don't think he'll crack the roster as a uh, depth chart corner. I think he'll be a, a special teams guy, and with a four two with a four three two thirty or four three two forty, excuse me. Uh, 
he can fly down the field and him as a gunner there's not that much speed uh, that can be matched with that so I would say not the best draft in the world it's not going to be a draft where, where you got guys other than Darnold saying oh my god this guy's going to be here 10 years from now but it's definitely a step in the right direction um, we'll see how these players turn out and that's a that'll go to the credit of, of Mike McCagnan with his player development and just a quick note on uh, Todd Bowles you, you brought up he is one of the reasons why we why we won since his hire I've said he's the, the coach that's going to deliver this team a Super Bowl and I can't say it there's not a bad thing I could say about the guy he's awesome I, I love him I, I hope and pray that every Jet fan can jump on his bandwagon like I have uh, and you know, give him young guys because that's what he needs. He needs young guys to develop and create a system. And hopefully these guys are the step in the right direction. That's, but no, I think starting it off with Darnold and ending it with Cannon is two, two great bookends to a depth draft. You, you can't get any, any better than that. There's no other guy that I would I would have wanted because the guys I want are the guys in the first round that go. So, right. no, I, I I think this is a good draft overall. That's uh, that's two drafts in a row where you guys in the first round select a guy, like you just said, who can be with the team 10 years down the line, and that's what people see. Obviously, last year you got Jamal Adams. Had a, had, a, had a pretty darn good rookie season. I think he's only going to get better uh, from here on out. So before we dive into the overall outlook of the Jets, I'm, I'm really glad you liked their draft because I did too. I think I thought you guys got a lot of good uh, almost sleeper prospects, right? I think Nathan Shepard, even though he was climbing up some uh, uh, boards, I think that he was he was somewhat of a sleeper pick in the draft. Nickerson as well. We saw him fall to the sixth round. Uh, so it's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, yeah, before I get into the whole uh, outlook of the team going into this season, put you on the spot a little bit. It is a Saints podcast. What did you <laughs> think of the Saints move? Obviously, uh, jumping up 13 spots to grab at 14th overall. Marcus Davenport out of UTSA. Had to give up a first-round pick for next year, though. What did you think of that pick overall to move? I think it was the most shocking selection of the of the first round um, when they said when when they called Davenport's name. My first reaction was who? <laughs> they, they 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 picked they moved up sixteen spots and traded a, a first rounder next year for this guy. Who who's this guy? And I had to go look at his tape and. He's not going to be a bad compliment to, to Cam Jordan. I think um, pass rush is definitely something that you cannot have enough of, and especially with what we saw from, from the Philadelphia Eagles with their rotation, almost like a, a major league bullpen on uh, baseball, where you just had flamethrowers coming at you every single down throughout the, uh, throughout the game. So, no, I, I, I like the selection now. It's still risky to me because I think that that first-round selection next year is going to come back to bite the Saints in the rear end. But it's what, – what are you going to do? You, you need if, – if this is your guy, like I, like I say with, with every other team, if, if this is, was truly their guy and they, they really think he could be something in this league, then it doesn't matter what you give up because you got your guy. Yeah, I, I – I, I full-heartedly believe Davenport was their guy going in mainly because the team that they traded with the Packers I believe at that 14 spot they were going to select Davenport he was mocked there multiple times Green Bay needs a pass rusher he was the second best pass rushing talent 
I, I, I guess besides, uh, obviously Chubb was number one. You could argue Tremaine Edmonds, but he's more of an outside linebacker than just a strict defensive end edge rush guy. So I think Davenport, you can put him at that number two slot. I think the Packers are going to go with him at 14. Saints end up jumping them, which I think was smart. Sean Payton on the podcast for Pardon My Take kind of talked about that. They asked him about it, and he said virtually they had to weigh in the points, right? They're, they're moving up 13 spots this year, and then they, they – and again, they were the only team in the first round who moved up spots and also had to sacrifice first-round pick for next year. Cardinals didn't have to do that. Uh, Bills didn't have to do that. Uh, the Ravens traded back into the first round. They didn't have to do that. Saints were really the only team who had to sacrifice first-round pick. But it was 13 whole spots into the top 15. Uh, and he also said they had to balance out. They, they, they almost make it like points. So they're jumping 13 spots right now. Is that worth the first round next year? They're figuring they can get anything in between 15 and 27 next year at worst. Uh, so it was very interesting to, to kind of listen to him talk about that. But I, I'm with you. I do think it's it, it was risky at first. But if they want to trade in the first round next year, I think that they can trade back in, um, especially if they have a somewhat of a – we'll have a second-round pick next year. So if we have somewhat of a, a levy of, of draft picks in the second and third round, if we can acquire something, I think we'll be able to move back in the first round. But um, I'm excited to see what Davenport can do. As for the New York Football Jets, J-E-T-S, uh, their overall look on the season, they got Terrell Pryor from the Washington Redskins. Uh, you guys also got Tremaine Edmonds, like we said, from from the Rams. Uh, so, Johnson. or my bad, yeah, not not Edmonds. Edmonds, the linebacker, went to the Bills. Uh, Tremaine Johnson, uh, the cornerback from the Rams, uh, is with you guys. Um, I I really like that dynamic of him and Jamal Adams. Uh, Jamal Adams, very versatile safety. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, one of the more athletic cornerbacks uh, in the NFL. But again, he is making a pretty dollar. Um, Johnson is. Uh, you guys, uh, like I said, also got Terrell Pryor from the Washington Redskins. Uh, you also signed Isaiah Crowell. From the uh, Cleveland Browns, him and Bilal Powell will be very interesting duo tandem. Um, over and obviously Sam Darnold drafted, going to be the quarterback of the future. But overall, Joe, what do you like about this Jets team going into these OTAs in this offseason, this training camp? Training camp, obviously, another two months away, pretty much. But what are you liking about this team? What do you think overall? Uh, we've asked you about the moves a little bit ago, but now that everything is kind of marinated in, what do you think about this outlook of the Jets team going into training camp? I think it's going to be a year where guys like Jamal Adams, like Marcus May, um, are going to have to prove themselves. The second guys are definitely going to have to prove themselves and show that they have improved their game and they're, they're, they want to win. Um, last year was a year where everyone threw, just threw them out and said, well, we don't have to wait. We don't have to look at this team until next year. And even next year, we don't, we don't really have to look at this team. So guys like that, um, a guy like Terrell Pryor, he, he didn't catch a ball last year. It seemed like for the Washington Redskins. So he needs to learn how to re-catch a ball. And for a guy like, even for a guy like, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who hasn't played in a year, you, you need guys who can catch the ball. And if they move on from Robbie Anderson, Terrell Pryor is going to be the number one. Jermaine Curse is a good number two. He seems to have glue on his gloves. Uh, Quincy Inunua, I cannot wait to see him back on a football field. He's ahead of schedule with uh, with rehab from, from the neck injury that he had last year in OTAs. That's the number one thing I'm looking forward to this year is seeing that guy back on the field because he's, he's another worldly talent. I think he could potentially be the number one receiver here in in New York. 
throw get catching passes from Darnold five years, ten years down the line. I, I, that's how highly I think of that guy. But overall, as a team, I think our strength is going to be our defense. It has that's been our identity for the better part of a decade, and guys like Jamal Adams who are putting in, putting in the work uh, and just getting guys that are depth guys. The, a guy like Tremaine, uh, Tremaine Tremaine Johnson from the from the Rams, he didn't really produce that well for for a contract year guy, but we haven't had a star studded corner. For three, four years, and even when we had Revis coming back, it wasn't like Revis of old. We haven't, uh, so we haven't had a star-studded corner since two thousand and eight, so a decade. Jeez. I'm lo- I'm really looking forward how to see how this defense moves forward because I think the offense is growing and will continue to grow throughout the year and is and will just continually be a, a process. So the defense just has to stand top, stand tall. It stood tall a lot last year, but they just ran out of gas. So if the defense can continue to play like it played throughout the entirety of last last season, I think we could potentially steal some games at the latter half of the season and, and be better than a lot of people have us projected to be right now. I think so, too. I think you guys can be clawing for second place in the AFC East next year at, at the very least. Um, and I know as a Saints fan how it feels to finally have a good cornerback in your corner for <laughs> after years and years of not having it. So I, uh, the, the Johnson signing is great. Like I said, I love Jamal Adams' versatility he provides on the field for you guys, and he's only going to get better. Uh, bar none, that's, that's going to be fantastic. You guys have a lot of young talent that is developing really well, so... I'm excited to see what what it turns out. If, if I had to give a win total to the Jets right now, I could see you guys definitely going eight, eight, nine, seven, and and it could get better from there. I, I obviously we're gonna have to wait till training camp, but and I don't I don't really want to put any numbers on there, but initially that that's kind of where I, I see you guys landing, and it, it's only because you guys do have a ceiling at quarterback currently, um, and it all depends if, uh, unless Teddy Bridgewater can absolutely light it up this year. Um, I do think that you guys will need a little bit stronger quarterback play out, out of one of your guys playing to, to kind of get over that 500 hump. But th- th- this team is young. This team is good. I'm excited to, to, to see you guys, what you have to do. Any other uh, thoughts about what the Jets have done offseason, draft, anything else you, you, you'd like to say? This has been a fantastic podcast episode, by the way. Um, other than the fact that I just – I want to see this team play and uh, – I'll say it now. I hope that I don't get an airhead with this team and, and just over just overhype our expectations and get too bought in on this team. Because while it will be a good young team and there will be flashes of what's to come, it's still a young team. Jamal Adams is a second year guy. Marcus May is a second year guy. Yeah. Uh, we got a rookie quarterback potentially being our third string quarterback. Um. And we have Quincy, Quincy Nunwa is a second-year Earth, now fourth-year UDFA. He didn't play his first year. He had a great season mm-hmm. being the complement to Decker and Marshall in his second season, got hurt in his third season. So he's entering his fourth season. And he doesn't have a clear basement and ceiling yet. So yeah. 
I like him a lot. I really want to see my main takeaway from this year is how Todd Bowles develops the culture. I think this is a year where it truly molds into what it it can be. He was given an unfair just run of the, the muck his first year with a 10 and 6 team that just got everybody excited and it really wasn't fair for his second season and last year everyone wrote him off and it shows something about his character something about the way he wants this team to go that he got them to six wins and that's something that i if you told me that the jets would have six wins going into this season last year or when i came on your podcast in july i would have told you you're nuts i don't see i don't see it a new just went down we had no clear defined receivers so Building that culture is just tremendous, and I really hope that the Jets organization gives them rope to develop these players and, and create a system like Belichick's had in New England for all these years. Because I really think that if it, I really think in Darnold's career, if Darnold is what we thought he, if he turns out to be what we think he is right now. Bowles is that coach that's going to be raising the Lombardi Trophy for for Gang Green. I think this year is, you hit it right on the head, developing that culture this year is because you guys have so many players who are going to be with the team down the line. This is really where you start to plant those seeds, and not even necessarily planting the seeds, just letting them know this is how Jets football is going to be under Todd Bowles, and the guys are going to buy into it, and they're going to be uh, passing that experience down to other guys who are going to be coming in but a lot of these guys will be staying with the team i think because you got some really good young guys um, um there on the jet so yeah developing the culture is going to be really really important this year so um one more piece of saints information i want to get in before i have joe plug and we sign off michael ola uh offensive lineman um has just been signed to the saints i i think as of yesterday signed a one-year contract he was an undrafted free agent back in 2011. This is his eighth NFL roster he'll be a part of. He was uh, with seven other teams, two stints with the Chargers. He's also been on the Dolphins, Giants, Seahawks, Bills, uh, Lions as well. Uh, and he's also uh, played for the Bears. He started 19 games uh, in his career, and this kind of bolsters our offensive line depth just a little bit more. So it'll be interesting to see what what Ola can bring to the table for us. But, um, Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This this Like I said, this was a fantastic episode. Uh, always love having you on. Uh, plug away at everything uh, that you'd like, social media, whatever. I, I know I uh, said it at the beginning, but I want you to plug away. Anything you guys uh, or a- anything you want my audience to uh, uh, go after, go ahead and plug away. Thanks for having me. I'm down to come on anytime you're willing to have me on, and, and uh, the same goes for my podcast. So I will be taking a two-week hiatus from from putting anything out. I uh, just I have finals, and it's a rigorous process, so I don't want to have to worry about putting stuff out, and just want to focus on that, as any good student would want to do. But you can follow me on Twitter at NotTheFakeJLeo. You can follow my blog, medium.com slash basementview. Uh, I had trouble with, with one of my with uh, with my account, so getting it back was a rigorous process and something that uh, I, I had to do for the better half of this weekend. So medium.com slash the basement or slash basement view. Uh, it's just it's not the it's medium.com slash basement view. I have an article discussing the downfall of the San Antonio Spurs. That's not really uh, going towards this 
audience for for this podcast, but for any MBA listeners out there, uh, it's probably the best piece that I put out so far this year. Uh, you can follow my podcast on iTunes, Spotify, um, soon to be SoundCloud again, and Google Play. That's the just look up the Grind Hours podcast. It's right there. I usually upload every Tuesday and Friday. There is occasionally a another podcast sprinkled in there, but the schedule is Tuesdays and Fridays to offset some some ta- some days uh, this podcast. So if you, if you you want a little bit of a break for, from Dayton and Tyler, just come on over here to my podcast, and um, I'll take care of you guys. And Dayton, I have to have you on when I when I get back. Absolutely, man. Uh, over 100 episodes on your podcast now as well. Congrats yeah, we on just, that. the most recent, thank you, the most recent episode um, went up. It was episode 100. We inducted my good friend Nick Paradis into the Grind Hours Hall of Fame. So, Dayton, you might have a good opportunity to uh, to get in the Hall of Fame w- within the next 100 episodes. Yeah, so. maybe, maybe episode 200 is my ceremony. I got my fingers crossed. <laughs> Maybe, um, maybe. Great stuff. You also, uh, you did mention that Spurs article to me a couple days ago, and uh, I was very skeptical. I read it yesterday. You kind of, con- I'm going to have to read it again, but uh, <laughs> I see you kind of convinced me a little bit. I'll, I'll have to go over some of that some of that stuff you said, because I just read it really quickly the first time. But um, I, I do like that. Very creative stuff Joe is pumping out. Would love to be on your podcast soon. Always a fun time. Joe, again, thank you so much for joining. Uh, go Jets this season. We'll have you on, obviously, at least probably two or three times before the season even kicks off. So uh, we'll have a lot more to talk about. But for now, I'm really liking the offseason moves uh, and draft that you guys have been doing. Um, guys, again, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the WDD Podcast. Stay up to date with everything, all the links, all the polls, all the tweets that we have been going out. Follow me on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can also follow Tyler at Raymond Tyler M uh, on Twitter. Obviously, Joe is not the fake J Leo. Be sure to check him out, too. Uh, we are on Spreaker now, of course, so that Blog Talk Radio account, not a, or, uh, I guess it's still up, but we won't be posting on there anymore. Uh, Spreaker.com slash, slash the, or I, I think it's Who That Dish Podcast. Spreaker.com slash Who That Dish Podcast. We'll have it on our Twitter account. It'll be, a, it'll be the uh, pinned tweet there to make it easier for you guys. But again, go on to iTunes, probably the easiest for you guys, podcast app. Search the Who That Dish Podcast. Subscribe to us there. You can download episodes. You can also download episodes for Spreaker as well if you end up enjoying it. That as well. You can get that app in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Um, or, uh, excuse me, in the App Store and Google Play Store. But, again, thank you guys so, so much for listening. I believe this is episode 50 or 51 for us, so uh, a good milestone. Episode 11 of the second season. Going to keep pumping them out. Later on this week, we'll have another episode. Tyler will be joining me uh, per usual uh, again. So, Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys soon later this week. Be sure to have a great day. Be sure to share this episode wherever you can. Be sure to give Joe a follow wherever you can as well. So, again, appreciate the support, everybody. And as always, we'll talk to you soon. Who dat?